0: Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of our Solicitor Series podcast. In this series, we're going to be going through all the steps Chloe and I took to land our training contracts. So our first episode today is what to expect slash do in your first year as a law student. I'm Darren Broad, a future trainee solicitor at Clyde & Co, and I studied my LPC as well as my LLB undergraduate with the University of Law. I'll hand over to my colleague Chloe to introduce herself.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Chloe. Um, I'm a future trainee solicitor at Mitchell Moores, which is a regional firm um, in the UK and I also did my LLB and LPC at ULaw at the Bristol campus. So yeah, today we're going to be talking to you um, about what you can sort of do and the steps that you can take as a first year student, thinking about becoming a solicitor and working towards getting a training contract because that's what everybody wants. um, So that's where we're going to start. So um, One of the first first things we kind of wanted to talk to you about today is um, the first steps you should be taking um, when you're a 1st year
0: student. Yeah, I think the first thing I did was actually sort of taking it back to basics, was actually decide, do I want to be a solicitor or a barrister? I thought it was just really useful to mention this point and how Chloe and I both landed on this route. So I think, and I know Chloe will agree with me, she did similar things. The things I did that really helped me decide was, I visited the the Crown Court and the Magistrates Court in Bristol a few times just to see what the role of a barrister was like. One of the other things I did in my first year as well was head to Lincoln's Inn, which is one of the barristers in for an open day, just to see what that profession was all about. And I think through those experiences, I was really able to ascertain that perhaps actually being a solicitor was more for me I couldn't really see myself spending all day in a courtroom sort of on my feet I sort of wanted a bit more client interaction and so through all those experiences and studying at university I then came to decide right the solicitor routes for me and I went from there but was there anything else you did Chloe that you wanted to add on
1: no it was very similar for me I think it's it's the biggest question isn't it when you start at um, law school you have to decide whether you want to be a solicitor a barrister or something completely um sort of unrelated because having a law degree opens so many doors. But yes, yeah, solicitor and barrister are the main two options. Um, I also applied for um, a mini pupillage kind of scholarship scheme because um, I wasn't sure at the time. Um, but through applying for that and having those experiences, um, I definitely decided that solicitor was also for me very much like Darren and... Um, my skills and my preferences for my career um, lent towards a solicitor. But that is one of the first things that you'll sort of be thinking about. I Mm. think when you start as a first year student, um, it's one of those big questions that you have to start to sort of explore and make steps to kind of work out what you want to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I think once we both sort of landed on that, we could then, and sort of at the same time, start thinking about Okay well how am I now going to land myself a job as a solicitor because it's it's not an easy thing to do. No definitely um, not.
1: So I think first is all about building your CV, mm-hmm. getting those skills and getting those experiences which you can get on your CV. Um I think that's the most important thing, do you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think looking for those experiences. So part-time work is always advisable if of course you have the the capacity to do so because I know you know people in my year were carers or certain other things which which meant they couldn't do so but if you do try and find yourself a part-time role my advice for this one is always try and find a part-time role you think you're actually going to enjoy so i worked as a supervisor for lush cosmetics selling bath bombs and soap and all that sort of stuff um and i took on that role just because i really love the company and i think if you're going to spend sort of a saturday a week or maybe even more going to work you, you kind of want it to almost try and be a break from studying. It won't be because it's work. Yeah. But yeah. if you can actually go to work and think, I'm going to enjoy this, that that's my top tip um, mm. for taking on a part-time role.
1: Yeah, I think it's also um, important not to put too much pressure on trying to get a legal part-time mm, role. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of law firms, they, don't, they aren't very keen to offer kind of um, legal work experience or legal part-time jobs to students. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to get a legal job. Any job that you get, you're going to be gaining transferable skills, which you can build your CV and you can apply to um, being a solicitor and being a, a, a trainee as well. So I actually worked as a waitress um, in a really busy restaurant, but through doing that, I used teamworking skills. I took on a supervisor role, so I had sort of management and communication skills. And these are all things that you can then pull out. And when you're applying to law firms, you can apply them to the job of a trainee solicitor because whatever job you do, whether you're working in retail, in hospitality, um, in admin, you are building those transferable skills. And that's the most important thing. So you guys don't have to be putting too much pressure on yourself to be getting a legal job as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so a lot of legal work experience is really hard to actually get get your hands on. So Mm. any role, like Chloe said, when you're writing your CV, you can say, I did this, which demonstrated this skill, which yep. would make me a good trainee solicitor. Because <laughs> um, trainee solicitors need communication skills and leadership and teamwork. And you can gain that from pretty much any part-time role. So yeah, don't get het up about, I need work experience in a law firm, et cetera. Um, you really don't because we didn't. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> we managed to land our training contracts. <laughs> I think the other thing then I wanted to mention in terms of, sort of work experience, but this is more on the volunteering side, is if, if you can get involved in um pro bono as a law student or even if you're a non-law student who might want to go on to convert you can still get involved with pro bono um it's it's a really good opportunity and for any listeners that might not know what pro bono is it's it's essentially a latin term um but it means sort of legal volunteering so this can come in many forms so chloe and i got involved in our first year in a project called street law where we went to a local school and we gave um with a group of us a presentation on bail applications and then we got the, the all the kids involved in a court case and that was really good fun one of the other things i did as well was i got involved with the bristol law center so that's really close to to campus here and i was an advocate volunteer on personal independence payment appeals so that's a type of benefit so if claimants were denied their benefits we'd take on their cases, and we would say they were wrongly denied and hopefully get it reinstated for them. And that was a really valuable experience to get involved with some sort of legal work, just a few hours a week. I'd fit that in really flexibly around my studies. And I got involved with reading all the bundles and drafting submissions and then actually taking my client to the tribunal. So as a second-year student, that was, yeah, an amazing experience to get myself involved. Um, was there anything else...
1: Yeah, I think the thing for me is with yeah, pro bono is there's, there's always different options. So um, don't think that, you know, I'm really, really busy. I'm not going to have time for it. There's always lots of different options. So things like street law, like me and Darren did, yeah. that was a very one-off thing when we went into the school. We spent about a week, you know, preparing our pitch and um, the activities we were going to do with the um, students. But the you could get involved with something like that or if you had more time to give and you wanted to build your cv more and have more of a sort of valuable experience there are other options so the work that darren did the law center as he said that was a weekly commitment that yeah. he did um over a couple of years um i actually volunteered and worked with the woodland trust um i was what they call a threat detector so i would um monitor um I got given a county and I'd monitor the planning applications for that county and see if any of them were threatening any um, vulnerable and sort of um, trees with tree protection orders on them. And then I would write to the council and appeal against the planning um, applications if they were. So um, there's all sorts. You Basically, pro bono, there's such a wide range. You can get involved with anything. And I would recommend doing it in your first year. Just if any time you have, because it's really going to build that CV, like we said, that's really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you are at the University of Law, um, we did this through the the career service. So there's a career service on every single campus. Um, but again, if you're at another university, I'm sure they can have a career service to get you involved with pro bono. But if if you're not sure, just have a Google in your local area. Mm. You know, you can Google legal advice clinic or things like that, um, and there'll, there'll definitely be options out there. Mm. But I think then once we sort of thought about building skills and pro bono and jobs, the other point I sort of had noted down to mention was you can use your first year to sort of begin thinking about the areas of law you might be interested in when you then come to your second year and you might be then looking to apply to law firms. So it's a good year to sort of begin sort of feeling your way, what you might be interested in. But definitely, I think the point to mention is there's no need to sort of set yourself down to one area of law. I think in our first year, Mm. um, Chloe and I sort of met a lot of people and they'd be like, I want to be a criminal lawyer. I want to be this. I want to be a commercial lawyer. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think keeping an open mind is so important because there are so many areas of law. Mm. And you might get to working in a law firm and change your mind. Yeah. So I think that's my top tip on that.
1: Definitely, definitely. And there's just areas of law, like law touches every aspect of life. Mm. So There's areas of law, which you're not going to even thought uh, even a thing. And then you might, you know, get put into it when you're working in your firm and really, really love it. So definitely keeping an open mind but starting to think about and maybe researching or talking to people about what you enjoy and how that might fit into an area of law because in second year when you're going to be sort of looking at researching law firms it's important to know what you're interested in and what's important to you as well um so that is a good thing to brush up on but yeah i think the next thing um which I really, really wish I'd taken advantage of, and I know Darren feels the same, which is why we were so keen to mention it to you guys, is taking advantage of first-year-only schemes. So a lot of big law firms, um, not just London-based, big law firms in the regions and mid-sized ones as well, do these schemes over the summer um, of your first-year university, so between first and second year, which are only for first-year students, and they are work experience Mm. schemes. So these are going to be so invaluable. So as we've been saying, first is all about building up your CV, all about getting your foot in the door if you can. And this is one of the best ways, I think, that you can get your foot in the door with a law firm. So we really wish we'd kind of known about it. It's a little bit too late for us. But um, if you guys can do it, then do. Um, As we've sort of said, your career service at your university or at ULaw might make you aware of these um, schemes. If not, it's definitely worth... Googling the firms in your city um, and seeing what they offer and definitely just backing mm. yourself and applying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because as well as sort of mm. formal schemes, a lot of firms will run first year open days mm. or just first year sort of inside evenings where you can just pop along and they'll hold some sort of event where you can get to meet the lawyers. And like me and Chloe said, yeah, they're exclusively for first year students. So, are a real chance to meet the firm at the earliest stage you can mm-hmm. and then when it comes to second year and you're thinking maybe I want to apply to a firm where we've already got those sort of experiences in the bag um, and it shows your your dedication if you then do apply to that firm so yeah, yeah. it's something me and Chloe didn't do
1: so it's and not one, necessary yeah we've had <laughs> training
0: contracts, but it, it it's just out there so take advantage of it
1: definitely definitely um Sort of following on from building your skills and building up that CV, the other really, really important thing to do in your first year is getting to grips with legal research. So when you first come to uni and you're studying law, uh, legal research is very alien. Um, mm. You There are two main databases that you'll use for researching, uh, LexisNexis and Westlaw. And you'll kind of just be expected to get to grips with them and learn how to use them. And first year is the best opportunity mm-hmm. to do this. Um, a legal database for our listeners that aren't aware um, is kind of like a website where it holds all of the legislation, all of the cases, all of the law reports, and you can filter and search them to read them for preparation for your um, classes, um, to sort of broaden your knowledge, anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really something you've got to get to grips with isn't it <laughs> It's yeah. very alien when you first come to uni
0: yeah yeah but absolutely it you, you'll find your way within yeah. within a a few weeks or so and just just getting to use the platforms but you'll find you also sort of come to rely on them as yes. you move forward in your studies and and they become so useful but these platforms will be listed quite often as part of your reading so yeah um it gives you a chance to get used to them in a sort of low stress environment yeah um did you mention that we were the reps? Or sh-
1: no, go for it.
0: No, so Chloe and I, um, actually, back in our was it our second year or third? Second.
1: second. <laughs> back in our second year,
0: were the on-campus representatives for Lexus Nexus and Westlaw, respectively. Um, so this is a sort of like student ambassador position, which we applied for, and it was a really great paid role. So if you are sort of find you're struggling with legal research, you can always get in contact with either your library, but your campus might have um, either a LexisNexis or a Westlaw representative that you can get in contact with. And that's just a student who's been trained up and they can run certification sessions. Um, and that essentially takes you through the platform. You can sit a test and actually get a certificate. So that's another thing you can add onto your CV in first year That's that's really easy to obtain. You don't have to go through the sessions with the representative. You can just do that online.
1: Yeah, you can do them online. But again, it's a great qualification. And first year is kind of the prime time where you're not going to be thinking about researching Mm. and applying to law firms. It's the prime time for you guys to start um, working on your legal research skills, because we've used them through, you know, undergraduate and postgraduate. They're going to be really vital for you. And I think one of the last things to kind of say in your first year is really kind of focus on your studies Mm get stuck in with that. Make sure you're um, sort of developing tools and techniques that work for you to stay on top of your work um, and sort of exam and revision techniques as well. Um, I think that's kind of one of the key things as well in first year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people think their first year might not count or it's just sort of settling in, don't worry. But unfortunately for law students, if you do want to go on and apply for vacation schemes and training contracts or again, if any barrister listeners have found their way onto this podcast for any pupillage, um, then your first year grades really do count because that's all the law firms have got to go off if you're applying in your second year. So it just means you're setting yourself back a year. If, if you sort of treat this year as sort of, I don't know, a bit more chilled or relaxed. Um, we're not saying stress yourself out ridiculous amounts, but just give it your best. That's, Mm -hmm. that's all anyone can ask. Um, and just just do what you can to get to get the best grades you can Mm,
1: and also just settle in because you know you you come to uni you might have moved away you're with a whole new group of people use that time to build those Mm. connections because in law especially you never know who's going to be working at the firm across the road from you it could be the person who you sat next to in your class so it's really good to be networking making those friends um because they're going to help you both on your course and in the future Mm. as well
0: yeah i think that's a really good point about settling in um I think just in those first few weeks just use them to work out your timetable work out where your classrooms are really get a feel for what the workload is like how much reading do I have each week um, and then use that to sort of build yourself a routine I think that's so important in your first year to try your very best not to fall behind because I think in law especially if you sort of Find yourself falling behind a week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're sort of taking three, four weeks then to catch up yeah. with that work, yeah. just because you don't have you know huge amounts of spare time. So just use that first year to yeah really build that routine, like Chloe said, settle in. And I think the other point I wanted to mention as well is if you do sort of have any extracurriculars that aren't volunteering or work, maybe I know Chloe can probably talk about her dancing in a minute, but Throughout undergraduate, I was a Royal Air Force Air Cadet, which was sort of a a, a bit of a youth club, essentially. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And I think a lot of people, when they go to uni, they, they often sort of give up on those sort of things. And they're they're really important to just provide a break from things that aren't law and aren't working and earning money and just to sort of zone out. But also, they help you stand out as a candidate. I remember... One of the examples given when I was at Clyding on Curl, my assessment centre, one of the interviews, interviewers said that um, a previous candidate popped on that application form that they really enjoyed knitting as like an extracurricular hobby. But when she was asked about it in her interview, she sort of shied away. Um, so I think don't be sort of sort of shy away or be embarrassed yeah. about any extracurricular. Um if there's something you're passionate about, I really like metal detecting, which is a bit odd. But if there's something you're passionate about, just just keep doing it because um it's really good to have that sort of an escape. Um but I'll hand over to Chloe now.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can't agree anymore. And um, as Darren kind of touched on, I've I'd um been a dancer and done dancing since I was two and I didn't want to give up on it just because I was going to uni Mm. Um, and when I was applying to law firms they often ask on application forms which we're going to talk about in another episode so um, head over and check that one out Um, but they often ask about what your extracurricular activities are Mm. You, you you kind of need to keep your hobbies going to be able to answer these questions and to make yourself you know ease the stress of you know studying law but equally to make yourself stand out and make yourself interesting Mm -hmm. and you're going to build skills from those which are transferable like part-time work with hobbies you do don't you yeah yeah you know whether it's working with people you know um, teamwork and you know leadership things like that so it's, it's just so important so whatever your hobby is please 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 keep doing it whilst you're at uni if you can
0: yeah if possible or take (laughs) up a new hobby
1: yeah definitely it's a prime time societies take advantage of those a great way to meet people as well so yeah that's kind of our little top tip on that one
0: that's brilliant and I think that brings brings us quite nicely to sort of the end of this episode thank you everyone so much for joining us